Welcome to Nintendo Dads episode 280, recorded on May 14th, 2020, and we're recording live from Animal Crossing. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we are with the Dad Crossing tonight for a very special episode. Joining me, of course, we have... Where did my button go? <laughs> Sean Abbott, Nick Metzger, and Dan Caparello. That and so much more in the world of Animal Crossing. Start the music, Jesse. Hey, what's up, everybody? It is Marty here from Nintendo Dads and super excited about the opportunity that we have tonight to be live from this awesome Animal Crossing podcast studio courtesy of the dad crossing podcast who you're going to get to meet here in just a minute hopefully you're already listening to the show and so you know them already but uh we are excited to get to come and hang out with you tonight and hang out with them there in this uh like the, the island that i'm on right now makes me sick because it's so awesome mine looks like a garbage dump compared to this uh, and speaking of garbage dump, Justin Masson, you're with us all the way from Canada. I, How's it going, buddy? I am. Great segue. Thank you. I feel like I'm overdressed to this party, right? Well, I've, you, I've, you I've are. I've got a business suit on. I've shaved properly, got a mustache, and I'm looking at somebody who appears to be in a wrestling outfit. Yeah, that's right, Bill. So, that's how you show up to do the, the shindig when you're the big time and, you know, yeah. single well, greatest athlete most recognizable athlete behind Muhammad Ali. Right, exactly. I will say this again before we start off. Kudos to Sean, Nick, and Dan for this incredible studio that they have built. This is unbelievable. I had mentioned, guys, could you do this? And I figured it would be like, sure, here's a backdrop, go away. This is incredible. Uh, so thank you guys. I'm so, this is, uh, this is awesome. We're recording live from within Animal Crossing. We're all hanging out together. I'm pumped. Was go away ever an option? Uh, <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also joining us on the show tonight, uh, Tim, all the way from Minnesota. How's it going, buddy? Oh, we're back to that now, are we? <laughs> well, I mean, you never left, so. Uh... <laughs> oh, come on, come on! I have to still be in my home state of Michigan because I have Nick with me here, who's also in my state. I have somebody here from our family of podcasting shows in Michigan with me. So, you know, I, I honestly had no clue that Nick lived in Minnesota as well. That's right. You are totally <laughs> out. Michigan people outnumber your, your Tennessee people now. That's true. That's true. Uh, Tim, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, just trying to, you know, deal with everything that's going on just like everybody else. But Dealing with it with the best way I know how, and that's playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> this is awesome. I, I can't say it enough how great this is. Uh, Jesse Waldack, speaking of great, how are you? Pretty good. I'm still trying to figure this game out. Apparently, everyone else is doing emotes and claps and laughs. And, and you're staring oh, at a wall. And, and OMGs, yeah. and I just can do this blank stare. That's all I can do, because I haven't earned the right to emote yet, apparently. Oh. And the other Jesse, great... Press, press the R button. And you can do a thinking face. Well, it, then I get covered up by a text box by a oh, keyboard. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
the this other, year, I mean, maybe if I go up high enough, then maybe that'll work. The, the user interface here, obviously, eh, not really. Yeah. On my screen, you look like you're thinking. On your screen, you get a text box. Also joining us on the show tonight, the cast of the Dad Crossing podcast, Dan Caparello, Nick Metzger, and Sean Abbott. How are you guys? Hey, we are doing doing fantastic. At least I am. (laughs) (laughs) One out of the three of you is, apparently. (laughs) We got Sean Abbott at 3 a.m. right now, so I don't know how he's doing. He is the man. That's how he's doing. (sighs) Hey, Sean, I I really don't want to alarm you. I know people at home can't see this, but there is a dinosaur right behind you. (laughs) Be careful. This guy. That's (laughs) At least he's friendly. Uh, Guys, we've got a lot to get into. This actually has been a little bit of a newsworthy week, uh, but we also want to take some time during this time to uh, that we're here on the show tonight for you guys to uh, talk about your love of Animal Crossing, promote your show, and uh, hopefully let more people know about the good job that you're doing over on Dad Crossing as well. So if you are okay with it, why don't we dive right into the news? And our news is brought to us by you fine folks over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads. By the way, Patreon... Uh, is the reason that this podcast studio even exists. It is the reason that Dad Crossing exists. It's the reason that Dads After Dark exists. Why? Because you you being a part of that community built such cool relationships in there that podcasts begin to spring forth from, from, the, from the Discord. And so we're excited about that. The dinner table is part of that as well. And Tim, I know uh, during the show tonight, you want to talk about the dinner table because it's coming up uh, as well. Uh, and you can let us know a little bit more about that. But uh, we do want to make a reminder here that in just a couple of weeks, we are going to end our trial subscription to Patreon, whatever that looks like uh, for you. And so no matter what tier you're at, if you've backed and you uh, don't want to uh, back at that tier anymore or you don't want to back at all, that's okay. We explained last week, right, Justin, there's there's no skin off our backs. There's no judgment, right? No you're not going to judge anybody. No, no, I'm not going to judge anybody. Tim might judge somebody. Tim is like that, legitimately like that. <laughs> well, No, he's not. Because we're not showing our normal face cam, you can't see what Tim just did. But uh, it was, yeah. it was we, he was it shaming was, us. It was it was uh, enough for us to laugh at it, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so that's going to end. So Patreon will begin collecting uh, money uh, payments again on June first. And so again, you've got about a couple of weeks to finish your time and cancel your payment or cancel your your trial or whatever you want to do, however you want to call that. Uh, we just want to be sure that we're being very clear. We want to be sure that we're warning you of that ahead of time. But if you do want to stay, then awesome. We would love that because we love you and we're thankful for you. So uh, let, let's just dive into the news here. Justin, you did a video on this game this morning. Uh, we woke up today. Some of us woke up today. It was earlier. Yep. It was about wake up time for me uh, to news of a brand new Paper Mario game. 
Yeah, Paper Mario and the Origami King. This was shadow dropped at around 7 o'clock Mountain Standard Time. Um, and uh, coming July 17th. Now, this had been rumored a couple of months ago. We heard actually early in the year that we were beginning a new Paper Mario. So this has come to fruition. Uh, I think what we were all a little bit shocked about, at least as I was, uh, is how quickly it is coming, right? July 17th, right? So we're just literally uh, a little bit over two months away. The other fact is that we had not heard hide or hair of this beforehand, right? This was not mentioned in the investors' debrief or call. This was not part of their slide uh, that they showed what they had upcoming. Um, all in all, though, it looks pretty good, right? Like, it, it looks very similar to Color Splash, right? We see that uh, see that before. You're already available to do pre-orders for it right now um, on the eShop. Um, I'm interested to see if Nintendo is going to continue just to randomly drop press releases through the rest of the year, and that's how we're going to receive all of our information. Um, but I don't know. What did you guys think? Uh, Sean, you a Paper Mario fan? Um, the last time I played it was on the Wii back in 2005, 2006, and I don't really have much of a memory of it, apart from I like the artwork and how it looked at the time. So seeing how the it's upgraded with the graphics of the Switch. That would have been forward. Super Paper Mario, right? Uh, it was like yeah, the 2D so. to 3D platformer? Yeah. That's the one. Okay. So, so it was literally, I, I can't really say a lot about it other than it was because I can't really remember that much of 2005. Always date that uh, around... <laughs> always remember the release date of that because it came out literally on the uh, the week that my son was born. Oh, so good, uh, good we time were time. home we were home taking care of a new baby and playing Super Paper Mario when we weren't sleeping. That's awesome. What about the rest of you dad crossing guys? How, how do you feel about Paper Mario? I know Dan you said that you you know you reacted to this pretty strongly uh, because you believe directs are done. Directs are done. Directs are over. We're never getting another Nintendo Direct. That's just been my my theory since I don't know since everybody was complaining about it. I just think Nintendo needs to move on and do something else. Right? The direct happened. It was at its peak with Reggie and um, and Iwata. And they're no longer around. So there's nobody to sort of like guide us through the direct as there used to be. So I think that other companies are doing what Nintendo used to do. And it's time for Nintendo to do something new, better. Um, I just want to know. I don't know what that is, but that's for them to figure out. Um, as far as Paper Mario goes, I love the Paper Mario series. I haven't played any of the real recent ones. Just the reviews kind of kept me away. But I actually just started a playthrough of the N64 one which is like, in my opinion, up there with Thousand Year Door. Um, so I'm actually pretty excited about this. Cautiously optimistic. I want to see I want to see more of it. I want to know what the battle system's like, etc. But I'm, yeah, I'm optimistic about it. Speaking of that, I was I was about to mention, did you guys see the follow-up video that got posted in the, the Nintendo Voice Chat um, Facebook group? Like about an hour or two after that, um, someone managed to find an unlisted video that showed off the combat system, which appears to be uh, Mario in the middle of rotating yeah. circles, concentric circles. And if you're able, you only have so many moves, and if you're able to line up enemies, 
you can get bonuses and your attack power goes up. So like if you can line up, like you saw in the trailer or in the reveal, you know, like him stomping on a line of booze. And so you would have to line all of those booze up for him to actually consecutively stomp on all of those. Yeah. So, so it's uh, so actually they're calling that a new they're calling that I'm going right for directly from the press release here. Uh, it's a new ring based battle system that lets you flex your problem solving skills to line up scattered enemies and maximize damage. While the enemies may be crafted from paper, these dynamic turn based battles are far from stationary. It requires it, you a sharp Of all the times I've heard that line read, no one's commented on the pun. Stationary. Paper. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Am I the only one who doesn't that? have to be commented on? You know? <laughs> uh, another thing that I did see someone post about, too, was that uh, they zoomed in on that shot uh, from the video, and it looked like there were different buttons assigned with an icon next to them that represented a companion. Yeah, that's so companion attacks may be making a comeback in this game, which is something that people have wanted for a while. Game Explained showed it, found a similar screenshot that had them translated. So it was, I don't remember off the top of my head, but like the the Mario one was Flea. The other one, so I don't remember what the other one. So they didn't really represent like what what might be partners. But just additional actions you can take. Mm. Yeah, it's still unclear, excuse me, as to whether there is a buddy system enabled on this or a partner system. I think we'll hear more details as it gets a little bit closer. But yeah. uh, I think it's, yeah. I, you know, again, I think it's very interesting, right? This feels like by something you would have by seen. The looks in the, definitely, it looks like you will have multiple travel companions, but it just doesn't, yeah. we don't know yet if they'll be involved in combat. Yeah. You know, this, you know, again, this is interesting. It makes you kind of think of, you know, there, there had to be a, 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 a an amount of games that were close to publish time, right? That were close to actually those, those deadlines. So what are the other ones, right? I think any game that we were like, Oh, we're going to start development in April or March. Well, those games aren't going to start right because of COVID and the way that Nintendo works, but there had to be games that were close to the finish line, right? That were basically the coding was done. We were just kind of waiting for final QA testing, a little bit of bug fixing, you know, maybe a little bit of just making sure we can, you know, you know, get our agreements on cartridge pressing and all that kind of stuff. Right. So there, there has to be, there has to be an amount of games that were in development in Q, early Q1, you know, finishing off in those Spain, that space. So where we're going to see it. So I don't necessarily think we're going to see this, this depletion from Nintendo in 2019. I think that depletion, or sorry, I apologize, 2020. I think the depletion that we're going to run into is going to be 2021, 2022, when those games would have kicked off development or were, would have got more legs under them potentially in this cycle. So I definitely think Nintendo's got more, and I think this aligns with that celebrating Super Mario 35 years. Um, so it's very interesting. And I, I, you know, would I love to direct for it? Sure, why not, right? Um, but that's not the way they're going to run in this one. Yeah, so yeah. I have a theory about why maybe we didn't hear about it last during last week's investors talk, but but we're hearing about it now. You know, I could be way off. This is just what, what I'm thinking, but. You know, obviously Nintendo knows what's in development, but they don't want to announce anything until it's ready. And, you know, this is not only announced, but done enough to have a build, which means they've gone gold. They're getting mm-hmm. ready to print carts on it. So yeah. maybe their, their plan, at least for this year, because of all the delays and unknowns, is they're not going to announce things until they're gold. Yeah. 
Well, and the, and the fact that like it was available for pre-purchase today, right, is a good indicator of that. Like they're like once you once you decide to your point, once you decide to go pre-purchase, you're kind of you're kind of locked, right? It's not a pre-purchase TBD. They they only go pre-purchase. Yeah, it's not a pre-order. It's a pre-purchase. Yeah. You're buying yeah, the yeah. thing now. Yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, as we look at this, um, you were saying, obviously, there's probably some other things that are close to ready to go. Uh, I think that's kind of a good segue maybe to talk about this, is that VentureBeat uh, was was reporting a rumor today that not only are the, the 3D Mario remasters that we've been hearing about just about ready to release, but also in that they said that we should see a Pikmin 3 Deluxe release as well, um, which I was kind of surprised about. Um, and so is it more likely to assume that the rest of Nintendo's year here is going to be ports because of COVID-19? I don't, I don't think that's fair to say. I think they could have had other things in the development cycle that were not ports, right? You got to think, even if you're going to do a port, like a port is not like a, hey guys, it's April, we're going to port this game, cool, it's August, it's done, yay! Like, there's a lot more work that has to go into that, right? It's not a snap of the finger, despite the fact that a lot of work would have been done. Especially a game like Pikmin 3 that had dual yeah. screen support that can't on the Switch. They've got to do something else with that. I mean... Are we going to see Nintendo being clever in the fact knowing that in 2021 there is going to be that shortage of new games because of the virus that's been going around? Are they going to very cleverly now drop titles that are going to get people's attention? Are they going to slowly release them through the year if they had them ready and just needed basically the eyes and dotting and the T's crossing? Are they going to slowly introduce that to try and well, keep the hype? If you guys remember a few months ago, this rumor of Paper Mario started to circulate, right? And attached to that rumor were two games that I want to make a mention of because I think this is important. Number one, the game that was mentioned uh, that I think probably is more likely than the second one was a 2D Metroid. When, when the rumor really started, Nintendo will be introducing a new Paper Mario and a 2D Metroid entry. Well, now we have the Paper Mario. Are we going to get 2D Metroid? I hope so. Some people are claiming that it could possibly be a Super Metroid remaster for Switch. Um, other people hope, like me, that it is a follow-up to Metroid Fusion, finally, and we get some more story. Uh, in the Metroid universe, something brand new. That's, that's uh, where the, my vote goes. The other game that was talked about in this rumor meal was, and this came from uh, New Wabi Sabi back when they were still around on Twitter, and they were pretty reliable. They mentioned Paper Mario early on, but they also mentioned it in conjunction with Mario Kart 9 or some new form of Mario Kart. I, I, I guess what I'm what I'm asking is, and what do you guys think? How likely is it that we see? You know, which which one do you lean more toward? I guess you lean more toward Mario Kart or a new Metroid. Um, I'd say a new Metroid. I think Mario Kart's 
probably one of those back of the back end of the year towards Christmas boost your pre-Christmas sales rather than halfway through the year. I don't Especially see either of those crossing Dune. Right, you I don't, don't see, see either of those either of those happening. I I don't know why they would why would they why would they jeopardize their top selling game right now? Those sales of Mario Kart Eight are not slowing down. Yeah. Why would they make Mario Kart Nine at all? Why don't they wait till Switch <laughs> Two? And as far as Metroid is concerned, they have a Metroid game in development. Yeah. So unless they're, de- I mean, and they kind of already did the whole like, this this Metroid game's coming at some point in the future. Here's a Metroid game for you right now, and they gave you Metroid yeah. Returns. So, like, yeah, I, I, and you know what, Dan, I think you and I might be spirit animals, right? I, I definitely kind of agree. You're a penguin I, too. I, I'm totally a penguin. Have you seen this body? It waddles. Um. No, abs- absolutely, right? Like, Mario Kart 8 is still their number one seller, right? Like, and we're literally talking about a game that was originally released seven years ago, right? And it's still making them bank. And not by a little bit, but by a by a really strong percentage. So I, I don't think they need to... They, here's the thing. They don't need to go to that well, right? They could, but they don't need to, right? They're already they're already steering very well with that. Um. I think the other part of it as well, and, and I agree with kind of Dan of like, now I'd love it. I'd love another Metroid for sure. Right. Like yeah, hands up yeah, for sure. Right. But the other reality of it is that especially Metroid in the West does not sell or Metroid in general does not sell as well as we think it does. Right. We're very passionate about it, but the sales numbers do not reflect it. So for them to already say, Hey, we've got, we've it's, got Metroid it's not a popular prime. franchise in Japan. Yeah. It's, it's, it's more no, popular it's just, in the Americas. Right. So they're like, we've already invested time and energy in Metroid prime four, which we haven't seen a return on. Right. Um, like I my don't boys, you... my boys here in Austin are working hard on it. I, I go yeah, exactly. and check them out every day and exactly. I tell them y'all better make this game good. Do not <laughs> make that Canadian come down to you. Right. Um, but I mean, I think it's one of those things where it doesn't make sense for them to put all their chips on that. Right, you like on a franchise that is not necessarily always paid dividends for them. It doesn't make sense. I love the idea of an HD collection, right? The Metroid Prime collection. I, I, I will buy that idea more than I will. By the way, here's a brand new Metroid 2D game. I would love them both, but I, but I'm not betting on that one. So what does what does Nintendo? What do you think then? Nintendo sinks their teeth into. I mean, they got to have something in the in the end of this year. So if it's not Metroid, it's not Mario Kart. Um, they got to have some big game. Uh, they haven't sold us a, a Zelda yet this year, I suppose. Um, but they got to have something like that, right? What do you think that is? So I have a th- theory-ish would be the word I'm going to potentially use there. Um, I think they're going to lean heavily into the year of Mario. And I think it might be either like a Mario Odyssey 2 or Mario Galaxy 3. Ooh, now you're speaking my language. Yeah, I would see, love I a think Galaxy that we're 3. more. I, I would too, but I think at this point, because of how prevalent Mario Odyssey has been for Nintendo in the last two years, I think Odyssey Two is more likely. Yeah, I, I, I really think that they're like, and I, I and here's the other thing is I, I, and what could be, what should have been, or what we don't know. I originally think Nick to go to your original your question. I think Breath of the Wild Two was originally that game. And I think that's probably what what they were hoping or wanting. And COVID definitely, who just changed themselves into an ice cream cone? (laughs) 
what COVID definitely threw on? that out the, out the window if it wasn't already out the window. Um, so, but I mean, it would be weird for, you know, it's not a Pokemon title, right? We know they have to have that kind of Black Friday big game um, to sell, and I'd be shocked, so. Everyone's yeah, there's so much going on now. in this world right now. If you're not watching it, <laughs> I know it's just slightly distracting. Here it comes, guys! I told you it was happening during the show. Yeah, I'm, 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 all, all I can do oh, yeah. here is sit on the couch because there's nothing I hey, can Jesse, do. Jesse, by the way, using your right thumbstick, Jesse, you control the camera. Did you know that? Using your right thumbstick, you can control the camera. I so you did the not know a that. Really nice little tour of this place. If you actually use your, use I your told phone. you guys that I was going to get comfortable during the podcast. No, put it back <laughs> on. Well, right. we're going to have to get a new couch, boys. I have to jump in on the Metroid thing real quick because, of oh, course, I love, I love me it. some Metroid. Um, I have to go back to the sh- shooting down of the 2D Metroid only because of the fact of Metroid Fusion sold 1.6 million copies and. At its time, that was pretty good. It was over a million copies. So there's there's an audience there, especially a nostalgic audience, that would probably love, like Marty says, a sequel to Fusion, a, a sequel to that storyline. What and were the I numbers on that? The, what were the numbers on returns for 3ds? Uh, 1.72. So yes, and 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 that goes uh, to another thing I was going to mention too is that Bowser himself. Uh, not the Mario Bowser, but you know, Nintendo Bowser. <laughs> you saw where you saw we were all getting ready for that question, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, Bowser himself said that they were looking at, or there were going to be some 3DS games they were going to port over to the Switch. What those are, we don't know yet. Could it be the Return of Samus because of the low sales and it was at the end of life for the 3DS? Who knows? Maybe they feel like there's still something there because it did seemed like it was doing well. Yes, it had some people had its gripes gripes with it with the parry system and all that, but it still was overall a good game. Um so there's potential there. But I think definitely there is a potential for 2D because they do that with Zelda. And maybe they're trying to do that, balance that out. We got our 3D Zelda and we have our 2D or you know isometric Zelda or whatever you want to call it. Or 2.5 Zelda uh, view. So there's potential there to still do that and bring that out for Metroid. Yeah, I agree. Anecdotally, just uh, for in my position, I would totally buy Samus Returns. I didn't really get a 3DS. Um, and with the numbers of sales you're talking about, with there now being 50 million switches, uh, it seems like the audience is still pretty large to garner uh, a decent amount of sales there. I also think that they will lean. I agree with you, Justin. I think they'll lean into um, the Mario's and I'm surprised it would, I would have loved for them to come out and say, here's a collection of Paper Mario's. Uh, you have Paper Mario Origami coming out in July. You can play these right now. That would be great, uh, I think, because you have a lot of people who don't know the history of that, uh, of that franchise. Yeah, and the other, the other oh. interesting thing I, I, was, I was actually kind of shocked about, especially when you talk about the idea of, of ports here, I was actually a little bit shocked um, that this was not a port of Color Splash. Because I actually think Color Splash, again, if we talk about Wii U sales in, in a game that was existing, Color Splash was was actually quite good um, for for the Paper Mario franchise. I really, really rather enjoyed it, um, and I didn't had much experience, mm-hmm. and I thought it was quite good. So I was a bit shocked that they didn't port it. Don't shake your head, Jesse. 
Well, you have horrible taste in games first and foremost because you're pit cross. So you just simmer down. All right. Just simmer. Okay. Do you think maybe they were trying to make a link? And I, I don't, I, nobody has agreed with me on Discord, but I still really believe this. They were trying to make a link to Yoshi's Crafted World and Paper Mario origami. Not that the, the gameplay style is the same, but the art style of those two actually looked quite a bit alike. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to see, like, I think a merger of those worlds. I think that would be kind of an interesting concept. Uh, maybe a, a whole crafted universe within Nintendo. You know, Let's get some get, more Labo on that while we're at it. Well, I was thinking, like, too crazy somebody uh, real recently did a, like, a mock-up for a paper Zelda uh, the the adventures of Link paper that looked amazing, and it yes, like they did the whole thing and like the enemies in that in that Paper Mario art style. And I don't know if you can hear that, but I've got some thunder going on, so hopefully I don't lose power. What I was hoping was that somebody in Nintendo saw that and was like, "We got to hire this guy right now and make yeah. this game." Brought to you by Arby's. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, see, right. they could bring Arby's into it, and it would be natural. Yeah. Now, of course, uh, Marty, that was not all the Nintendo news that happened no, no, no. Uh, this week also, or today, actually. Today was a big day. Today was a big day. Uh, if you're a golf fan, PGA Tour 2K21 got a release date of uh, August 21st, 2020. But also, First uh, serious golf game on the Switch. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, and then they came out today and said, hey, we've got some new Nintendo Entertainment System and Super Nintendo games being released on May 20th. That's Operation Logic Bomb, which is the Super Nintendo. Panel Pawn, which is Super Famicom. Wild Guns, which is Super Nintendo. And Rygar, which is the NES. Are you uh, serious? And- Rygar. <laughs> Dude, Rygar is so good on the Nintendo. <laughs> Rogar's coming next week, want, buddy. You yes. see who sees the Nintendo news and who doesn't? Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I, so I that was going to lead my next question. Oh. It's like, so is anyone excited about it? I am. Like, Not Dan. Look, here's the deal. Uh, Mecha Dragon, who is a wonderful listener of the show and everything, he says that I crack on these updates all the time. You I do. love them. I don't know where he's heard that because I love the fact that they go back and pull out some of these just random games. Do I want certain games? Yes. Did I think it took them too long to bring Super Mario Brothers 2 to it? Yes. Would I love to see Donkey Kong? Yes. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry. Donkey Kong Country is probably not going to happen. Why? I just don't. I honestly don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> it was on It was on the classic. Why wouldn't they bring it I, over? There's I get that. There's literally no reason. Because if you notice, a lot of those games that have been on the classic, they've not brought over. Some of them they've were either, licensed, though, or other they've companies. been a part of the, but the ones that like people talk about, like Super Castlevania Four and stuff like that, they were licensed out to other collections. Now, do I think that there's a possibility of a Donkey Kong Country collection coming later on that may be a remaster? I'll yes, take I'll take that. You could do either. Uh, do I'll I think that that might be what? Do I think that that might be what Retro was working on all that time before they got hired to work on Metroid Prime Four? Maybe. It would make sense for Nintendo to do a collection because they could make bank on that. It also would make sense for them to drop some of those games right in that September time slot when they want to make sure people don't drop off NSO. Sure. So uh, I could see that as well. It, well, you know, I put it in our notes and in the poll, and it actually didn't get um, that many votes. But this might be a good place to talk about it anyway. 
Uh, Nintendo has said this week, they made a statement that they're going to add, continue to add features and mechanics to Nintendo Switch Online to increase the value. And so I, I'm guessing, I'm just kind of speculating here, we're all Nintendo Switch Online members. We're all paying members. By default, as we have to be, as we're literally in Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so, uh, well, that, that's a great point. Yeah, so we're all paying members. What le- legitimately, because I know we can go back to the, oh, they need to have themes, they need to have folders. I get that. Like, what's it going to take, do you think, for the, like, what can they add practically that are, is going to keep people coming back again and again? integrated voice chat yes thank you sean <laughs> man yeah the the app is okay it works really well when we've done our catalog parties it tends to be a couple of us from the discord um use the voice chat but if nintendo had a inbuilt bluetooth enabled so you could use the actual console to have a voice chat with people that would be amazing that is that's solely the one thing this now, console is missing. If if I'm not mistaken, Japan just got a brand new, like redone version of the app. Did they not? They got they got an actual My Nintendo app, is what they got. Because currently you have to go to the website. So Right. Yeah. Okay, so are we ever gonna get that? Hope so. Yeah, maybe. I mean, we're still waiting on uh, brain training. There's so much opportunity behind the Nintendo app for the phone that's being missed because I think there's a lot more that could be done with it. Even if they want to stick with the app on the phone, there could be some things that could be, if you don't want all that information taxing your switch and you want to use someone's phone to do certain things, there could be things like editing your videos or your photos on your phone and then sending it to your social media there instead of on the switch where you could still do it there, but it's very limited especially since they didn't update the characters for Twitter. It's still 140 characters, even though Twitter's moved up to 200-something now, right? So there's still a lot more that could be done. And even like adding, say, uh, a video editor in the app itself, just a little bit, you know, like taking what was in Smash Brothers that I mentioned before in the current Smash Brothers Ultimate, what their video editor does, and plopping it in the app, and then that way you can... You know, connect your phone with your switch, send whatever image or video you just snapshot, edit it there, and then you can send it to any social media account you want, other than the two you've got connected on your switch, you know. So oh, yeah. I yeah, think there's I'm, a lot more that could be done and that's one of the I, I really like the idea about the photos and videos that you share from your switch. And I was thinking about that earlier today. Like what practical feature could they add that would just be a no brainer? Because, I mean, we everybody's going to say they want more games. Everybody's going to say they want Nintendo 64 or GameCube, right? It, and probably it's coming eventually. Who knows? But, like, I hate having, if I want to share a photo, having to post it, then go to the social media, find it, download it to my phone. Just let me have it. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, the, the Xbox app has that. So when you do a capture on the Xbox or a screenshot, you can download it to your phone, save it straight to your camera roll on your phone right. and then it's do with it as you please so yes yeah. that seems put like a photos, no-brainer right put the photos and videos <laughs> in the cloud please mm-hmm. yeah that would yeah, be make nice. them easily accessible right 
Yeah, that there's definitely more, so much more, more that could be done there. Just save states. <laughs> there's so much more that could be done, even with the uh, the game features. And I mean, so Animal Crossing is, I mean, comparative to their other first persons, a pretty robust game feature, quite frankly. Um, but it's not really that robust. I mean, we have Animal Crossing fans going to other apps to add to their catalog mm-hmm. so that they can keep track of what they actually have. They could do a ton with that. That could really build that out. So even game yeah. features um, for their first party games would be great to add to that. I think the the biggest thing, though, going back to let's let's go back to basics, right, is that if they're going to improve anything, it needs to be online overall with all their games improve what people are complaining about listen to your customers if they're complaining about uh, smash brothers then fix that if you can i know it's one-to-one or whatever you want to call it peer-to-peer or whatever but there's got to be something that can be done to fix that or make your customer experience better if you're going if you want to improve it even in the animal crossing app like if i could be able to, to go in there and see like hey it's mayday or, you know, whatever, like if I could get dates and for running events and when those times are going to be at, like maybe an island schedule, like, hey, remember, KK is going to be here Saturday night or something like that, you know, game specific information. And uh, you, it's funny that you bring up the Animal Crossing app because I am using that uh, ACHN or NH Life app mm-hmm. because it is so good and it's what should be in the Nintendo app. Wait, what app is that? It's called ACNH Life, and you this, you have to you have to manually enter stuff, but oh, it helps you keep track of your fish and your fossil collection. Listen, it's these guys it. these guys currently know I barely read Discord. All right, so like let's not let's not start oh, talking. That's crazy. Talk. He's not yeah. going to get in that. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's going to muddy the waters for Justin there. A too much. Um, also, uh, we want to mention this, and I think that this is probably something that we do need to talk about. Uh, Evo has been canceled this year, obviously, just like everything else. Like, fun is canceled because of the coronavirus. <laughs> uh, but Damn it, coronavirus. They, they will have an online version of uh, Evo, but Super Smash Brothers Ultimate will not be one of the events. Guess why? Because of Nintendo. Hey Jesse, do you want to like <laughs> you want to like turn your stick there, buddy? Because like the screen's sleeping now. Oh, sure. Here's why, and this is the part where I get somebody said Marty's negative on podcast. Here's why: because Nintendo sucks at online. And yeah. let's just be honest; they suck at make online. Make an improvement and make it better, right? If they, exactly this to me, the fact that Smash Brothers Ultimate was built for competitive. Like they said that multiple times, we want people to be able to play it both casually and competitive. We want the competitive edge with it. It's been promoted competitively. The fact that they cannot use it at Evo is embarrassing. It is. Because it's been a huge staple of Evo for a long time. They need to do something about it. They need to fix it. That's what I mean by going back to the basics. Instead of, you know, we have all these grand ideas. Great. That's all wonderful. But it's not going to work if we can't get the basic down and working, which right. is just being online. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
So, guys, that is pretty much oh. our news. Actually, before we move on, I wanted to go back to the NES games stuff. Um, for those who don't know what Paneled Upon is, it sounded like Justin didn't. Um, it's Hey! <laughs> that is that is a very... Is there an animation for the bus going over <laughs> Justin there? You know, <laughs> if you remember, if you know any Puzzle League game, you know Pokemon Puzzle League on the N sixty four. That's what Paddle the Pawn is. Oh, okay. I love the Paddle of the Pawn. <laughs> Paddle, yes. Paddle the Pawn. All right. Sounds dirty. There you go. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and the thing is, you'll be able to play it, but you won't be able to read it because it's still all going to be in Japanese. So yeah, have fun yeah, with that. Because the game was ne- that game was never released in North America. Yeah. Or so all right, we get that. How about some rumors? Version. No, no rumors. None of this. Why? We have three of the coolest guys here talking about Animal Crossing. None of this BS. Let's get down to this. Nick's falling asleep over there by his peach tree. I'm watching him. <laughs> Oh, wait, wrong way, sir. <laughs> Hang on. Sean Abbott's up at 4 a.m. Doesn't care about Paper Mario. Why would he? Because he's going to be awesome. <laughs> right? Well, I, it is going to be awesome. And that's 4 a.m. Like, that's supposed to work with Justin there. No, 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 that's good. That's good. So, Justin's right. These guys run a fantastic Animal Crossing podcast on the Nintendo Dads family of podcasts. Uh, why don't you guys take a minute, talk about Dan Crossing, um, and tell us, have a month, almost two months into this, what is keeping you coming back to this game? Oh, boy. What is keeping me coming back to Animal Crossing? Well, I, while I'm doing this podcast, I'm in a room with you guys and we in Animal Crossing. And we can't do anything. We can't interact with anything. But it's just so pretty to look at. It is. Look at this beautiful <laughs> wallpaper and this Nintendo Switch we have right here and the tissue, but even the tissue box is pretty. Can we also call it that I'm wearing a dad crossing t-shirt? Oh, yes. <laughs> Did you see this? The, the one I made. Woo. Yes, the custom customized one by Sean. Uh, I'll do my little ward, my little, uh, my little uh, supermodel walk for you. Just to show it off. Well, now I'm just being boxed in. You guys are good. <laughs> 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 right, I'll sit down fine. Uh, you two have blended. Ah. Yeah, let's not kill the internet. Let's not kill the internet. But anyway, I was just saying that I mean, it is, it is first and foremost a social, a social game. If I wasn't in a group of like a bunch of other dads in Discord who are all playing this game and telling me turnip prices and here's an item that I found. Does anybody need this DIY? You know, does anybody have this? Then I might have dropped off a bit about a month in, but no, I have Nick and Sean keeping me accountable, keeping me coming back every two weeks to talk about it. I have the Discord blowing, blowing me up. You know, I have uh, real life friends that are like, what is this Animal Crossing thing everybody's talking about? And I get to talk to him about it for an hour, whether they want to hear it or not. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it is, it is a, an island. It is my own personal getaway in a world where fun has been canceled. That's what mm. it is. Yeah. Yeah. Dan's right. Um, so I'd be here no matter what, but I probably wouldn't be 300 hours in if it wasn't for COVID. 300 hours. Um, Listen, there's no reason to judge like that, Justin. I'm not heard, judging. I'm like, wow. Your voice. Um, that was laughter, but wow. <laughs> no, so um, I absolutely. So I my my history with this game it goes all the way back to GameCube, and uh, I was I was in college with absolutely not in a in a 
when I started in college, I didn't really have any friends there. So GameCube kind of the Animal Crossing came next to me and that became the thing I did. And that's actually where I gained my first group of friends. So it has a nostalgia with me for that purpose. Um, everybody who walked by, you know, they'd be like, what are you doing? And I'd be like, I'm playing a game with animals. And then they'd walk, keep walking, which <laughs> makes sense. Except for one guy who was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm playing a game <laughs> with animals. You can keep walking. And he was like, no, that looks cool. And he sat down and I was like, all right, this guy's my friend. I can't. <laughs> um, and so, so yeah, so it has a, it has a history with me and I love, I love the, uh, I love the community we have created, um, that you guys have created and that we have just kind of fostered for Animal Crossing. Um, I love the fact that you can make these the shirts and you can be so creative and you get to show who you are in your own little space. And that's what brings me back. The events are great. Um, all the other stuff you get to do is fun, but it's really about the creativity and the community that uh, will bring me back until I don't know how long, quite frankly. That's awesome. Sean, what about you? Because you're, Sean, this is your first time cracking into it, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, dabbled in New Leaf a little bit, but this is, yeah, I'm at the 200 plus hour mark now, so a little bit behind Nick, but I put plenty of time into it. It, it is, it isn't a game that 10 years ago I'd have played, because 10 years ago I was heavy into Call of Duty and online PvP type stuff, but this has been an, it's an amazing distraction with everything that's going on in the world. This has been an amazing distraction so much so that I have bought a second switch. I got a switch Lite for my wife so she wow. can play it too. Um, but yeah, the, it's the community. If the, if we didn't have the backing from you guys for such an amazing community where we've managed to build not only a fan base, but people that like we talk to on a regular basis. Like I talk to Jason daily, um, which is Frosticles in the Discord. I speak to him almost daily about items or turnip prices or just like jumping in and out of each of his islands. It, I wouldn't keep coming back as much. It, it literally is that it's, it's brilliant for bringing people together and like Nick says, showing your creativity. So I've strived to try and get the five star islands, giving me targets all the time to write, I want this kind of flower on to do this. I want this item. I want to, ah, oh, I'll change my. In this way, it's just it's keeping me thinking all the time, and yeah, I've really enjoyed. It. I've had, there's people I work with that are like, you, "You're doing what? You're talking about a game?" I'm like, "Yeah, but it's you need to play it. You need to do this." And so, I mean, I've got friends in real life that play the game that like will message me on in like in Facebook and stuff and be like, oh, "I'm stuck doing this. How do I do this?" And so, it's really nice that I'm sort of becoming a yeah. And that's so great about um, uh, bringing people like Sean in who have kind of a really fresh perspective on Animal Crossing. Because I'm like Nick. I've been playing since GameCube days. Um, it really kind of helps us, helps keep Nick and I grounded because we can get like into the weeds about stuff on the podcast. And Sean will be like, wait, how do you guys do that? Or like we even have a little segment on the show called Abbott Asks where he'll <laughs> ask about like something that he's confused about. He's now surpassed me in like time and progression in the game. I don't even know, you know, he's over there playing with his wife going crazy. But um, on the show, we talk about, you know, we got some of the best tips and tricks. We'll have guests on every once in a while. We had Bobby on early on. He's definitely coming back because he's a cool guest to have. 
Um, we talk about like our own islands and what we're building and how we're building it. Um, we'll give you some of the news that's coming up on Animal Crossing and give us our perspective on it. So it's just great to listen to and um, hope that anybody who is listening to this one will pop on over and check us out. Sure. Yeah, and I want to I want to say this about this, and, and I know Sean, you said a couple moments ago of like you know um, how this how this kind of kicked off. I, I want to be very clear with this as well. I think either Nick or Dan or Sean or one of you basically said to us, "Hey, I'd like we'd like to do an Animal Crossing podcast." And okay, I was do Nick. it. Yeah, it was Nick, right? I was like, do it, right? Um, so I want to be very clear on this. This growth, this community that you guys have built around Animal Crossing, it's not because of us. It is because of the three of you and the passion that you guys have for this. And I'm going to be very legitimate, right? You guys are the ones that sucked me into this game, right? <laughs> Listening to the pre-shows, but like the, the episodes before Animal Crossing dropped, Dan, like your like hype level of like, or sorry, Nick and Dan, your hype level of like 12. And Sean, you being like, I don't, okay, cool, I guess, right? Like, and it just, like, I was like, yeah. And, and so there was something there that I wasn't seeing, but it was your, your personalities, your community, your passion for it that has grown Animal Crossing within the dad's community, right? And, and then in your guys' stuff. So just, like, kudos to you guys because you just grabbed this and ran with it and did an amazing job. And, like, man, I'm, I don't know. Just I had like, to break uh, off a whole character category for them for their channel <laughs> yeah. they were like we oh this one this one channel is not enough tim we need a, a whole, yeah. whole category we practically now. forced his hand we practically made him do it yeah and i love sean because like, sean is the sean is the melatonin to my caffeine that's what that is i i yeah i would like to just <laughs> i would just like to give kudos to sean because so he was on your show being an executive producer patron and he said something about animal crossing that was legit it i had just talked to justin and said hey would you do this or could we do this and he's like yeah sure and i was like i don't know who's gonna do it but we're, we're i want to do it and so i was like sean i was like i hear you're into animal crossing you want to do this i know you you can podcast great and he's like i'm i'm not really man i've never even played it before and I was like, but do you want to do this? <laughs> He's like, um, yeah, sure. Sounds I didn't great. ask how much you know about the game. I asked if you wanted to be on. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And he was like, yes, sure. Why not? So good like, to him. And then it was Dan. It's not too far off from how this show started originally, right? Like, hey, Zach, you want to be my friend and let's talk about video games and parenting? Sure. <laughs> right. And like, you just you just find your way. But man, like every time I jump into your guys' the 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 chat and just the community stuff, and I know that like if I'm trying to find an Animal Crossing question, like you guys have got me covered. And man, I'm just I'm just so appreciative of it. This set that we're in right now, and again, if you guys are obviously an audio listener, thank you so much for doing that. If you're over on Twitch and YouTube, you're seeing the actual set that they built. And I was crazy enough. I had seen what Gary Whitta did, and I came to Nick and I was like, Nick, could we build a studio and could we come and record? And it was like, Yep. And that was it. And then, like, a week later, I started getting these screenshots, and I was like, oh, my God, like, this is amazing, right? So, your yeah. guys' just creativity and your passion and love for this game, I'm just so it, – it's what drew me in. And I'm going to be very honest with you. I think the commentary before, of like, this is kind of what we all needed right now, right? In the time that we were, the place that we were, I think, you know, the joke is did, did Nintendo release COVID for Animal Crossing, right? Yeah. But, like <laughs> – it was exactly what I think a world needed and what gamers needed and what and what we as a community needed to see how, you know, just to control something. Um, and you guys were, were shepherds uh, along that kind of journey. So thank you for that. 
I want to ask you guys this kind of question as well. You know, Nick, you're saying, hey, I'm into three hours, 300 hours. Sean, you're into two. Dan, what are you in that? How many hours? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, 115. Okay. I don't, I don't have nearly as much time to play during the day. I work and three kids and all that, and I can't stay up very late. So, uh, but I've really honed in on like, my big thing is terraforming okay. and paths. So I've been really focusing on that and I made like a, just been working on that. So that's been my big thing. I'm not in like the big turnip game. So it's kind of cool. Cause we all have different perspectives, you know, Nick, mm-hmm. Nick is like hard in getting those turnips. Um, for some reason, Sean's like way into flowers. I don't know what the deal is with that, but it's fine. <laughs> we all kind of have our own little angle that we take on the game. And that's why it's so great, right? You can sort of make it your own. Yeah. yeah legit. Like Sean, Sean is my alarm clock. So uh, it's a joke in our discord. Like I will be up and Sean will. So we have a five hour difference. Sean's five hours ahead of us, just so everybody knows. Um, and so it'll be like three in the morning where I am. And Sean will be like, Nick. You need to go to bed. I just got up, so you should probably <laughs> just like go to bed now. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's three, really? You're up? So like, I've been so yeah, like so it's it's pretty awesome. You just just blacked out. Yeah, you just get these bells the Tom shows you the time in the lower corner when you're not moving, right? Enough of you. Enough out of you. Um, and I, um, I actually want to like tee up on that a little bit because Jesse, you know, and maybe uh, you're able to, you know. Jesse, you you kind of you're you're you bought Animal Crossing now. What happened here, right? Like you were where have you been for the last two months? What peer pressure finally got to you? It, well, part of it was yeah, you, know, you guys wanted to set this up, and y'all said you you needed someone, you know, whoever's you needed screen sharing the screen needs to have the good internet. I'm like, oh, well, I guess that's me. But the 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 thing that pushed me over the edge, you know, I brought it up last month. My my vouchers are expiring. Nintendo made no mention of extending them. And this game was the top of my shortlist for a game that I needed to, to, to buy if I just needed to burn a voucher. So knowing this episode is coming up that we all were going to meet, meet in the room. I figured now is a good time. So I started, I think I bought it Friday. I first, I, my day one was Saturday night. I think I'm on like day five now. So I'm, I'm at the point where I'm gathering materials and building items for the three, for the first three houses. Nice. So what we've learned here is if we ever want Nintendo to release news, have Jesse spend a voucher or money. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, then, you know, that wasn't my last voucher. I, I still had one voucher left after buying this. And after this morning's news, I am now out of vouchers. There you go. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Hey. So they're going to release again another or more news about a game tomorrow or next week. Yeah. yeah. Pikmin three. <laughs> so so let me ask let me ask you this. So you know, in in as you're talking about these hours, right? Sean two hundred, Nick three hundred, Dan like one fifty, right? One fifteen, right? One of the things that I that I was observing, and 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 maybe it's the fact that it was you know COVID and isolation, right? is the amount of people that were, and I don't want to use the word burning, because I think we all get out of this game something very differently, right? But are just like, like, man, you know, fin- you know, rolling credits, so to say, very quickly in the game, and then are into the terraforming and that. Do you still find so much to do at 300 hours, Nick? Um, also- oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So you rolled, you rolled credits, 
you got three stars. That's, I mean, that's without giving away too much. That's that. But then that also opens up terraforming. And you, I mean, you, you have no ability to really like change your Island. I mean, you can do some stuff, but not a lot. And once you get terraforming, you can drop paths. Like you were saying, you were like, how do you have all these paths? You know, Um, that all opens up once you roll credits. Um, and then you can hunt for the five stars. Nintendo has done a great job of always keeping there. There's all there's still stuff that I haven't done. I don't have I haven't unlocked all the flowers. I don't have everything yet. I don't have all the gold tools yet. Uh, and there's always an event to come back for anybody listening in four days. Museum Day, which is going to be like a stamp collecting thing that starts, I believe, on the well, three days now, um, at least. Eastern time um, on the 18th. So there's always an event to be looking out for that'll be coming out soon. So yeah, there's still stuff. I I mean, surely I will start to kind of what uh, people who play Animal Crossing a lot call their dailies. I will start to kind of pare down to a daily list of tasks that I want to come in and do that I enjoy. And then I'll start spending less time and I will get, you know, stuff done that Justin asks me to do and I won't continually put it off. So that'll be helpful for, you know, all, all things. But no, there's yeah, still yeah. a ton of stuff to do. <laughs> my, my, my Discord messages may be, seriously, you need to stop playing this game so you can do the other work <laughs> I've asked you to do, please, Nick. I need a review. Come on now, my friend. Uh, that's fantastic. So, uh, Dan, how, are, how is it going for you? Let me ask you this maybe, actually. We talked a little bit in the pre-show. Patreon's got a little bit of that. Um, there's a love for the game, obviously, right? Passion about it, but it's not perfect, right? There are some flaws. Dan, congratulations. I've given you the power to make three changes to Animal Crossing effective tomorrow. What are the three changes you're making? Okay, so the first one's very vague on purpose. Just better online. Okay, Just what better. do you mean by that? I want I don't I don't want to have to watch a two minute cutscene of somebody flying into my island when they come visit. Amen. I don't, I don't want I don't want to keep dropping out of Nick's island every time I try to get on. I just mm-hmm. want better online. That would be like if just give me one wish, just one. I don't need three. Just give me one. Better online. Done. Um, I will take the other two though. The other two are I want to be able to purchase multiples of items. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be able to say, yeah, I would like to buy, I would like to buy 20 customization kits and not five at a time. Um, and also I would like to be able to batch craft. I want to be able to say, I need, I need, what would something I would need multiples of? Yeah. Uh, a bait. Uh, sure. Bait. Yeah. Bait. I need, I need a hundred bait and I have everything I need for it. Let me choose to, to craft a hundred bait in one second instead of, making a machine out of Legos that taps a repeatedly for me. That's <laughs> something that somebody did saw the video of it. It's ridiculous. And it needs to be, needs to stop. Those are my three. Why do you think that they made that decision to, to not allow batch crafting? Oh yeah. I think they're like artificially causing bait to be rarer because it is very, very useful. It's, it's downright cheating to use bait to catch fish you need. And you don't always get the fish you want. So it's kind of like they already put safeguards in place. So I don't know why they did that. That's the only reason I can think of is because they don't, they don't want, like they kind of want to limit you. They want to slow you down. There is a lot that they do in this game to slow you down. I mean, there are events and things in this game that you literally cannot do unless you time travel. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's maybe sit in that pocket, Dan. Are you a time traveling 
Heck no, dude. I'm a purist. (laughs) I ain't no dang time traveler. All right. I'm not going no 88 miles an hour, no dang DeLorean. What do you take me for? Nice. Nice reference. I like that as well. I I thought about time traveling once. I was thinking about setting my clock back a day before I started to have my day one a day early, go through my day one stuff, then set it to now, launch day two. So I just had one extra day out of it. But I, but I started so late on Saturday there wasn't time, so I just said, oh, I'll just do it on natural." Yeah, I love Tim's story of all these turnips expiring because he accidentally time traveled. So sad. <laughs> it was. It made me laugh. I was like, "That's hilarious." That's, that's oh, funny. dude, the Discord was the fun. I mean, that it wasn't funny. I'm sorry, Tim. That's not fair. But I mean, he like when he didn't realize what had happened, he was on Discord like. Nintendo, you fixed this problem. My turnips are gone. And I'm like, wait, what? I was like, how did your turn? I was like, this doesn't, I've not heard anybody talk about this. Explain to me. And so, yeah. (laughs) So it was good. Absolutely. Lesson learned. Don't, don't mess with the time settings in your Switch, whether you think you're time traveling or whether you're just playing with settings in your Switch. Don't do it when you got turnips, especially. It ain't (laughs) a usual thing from any time traveling show. The time-space continuum is a very fragile thing. Don't mess with it. It's got ripple effects. Doctor Who. <laughs> you know what? What else is there? Time no, bandits. No, nothing is ever done well when time travel has occurred, no. right? Like it's always. Uh, what's maybe... that weird? What's that weird rom-com? What was it called? There was a weird rom-com, and he like he like would Rick- glitch in and out of time. Quantum leap. No, no, I thought a rom-com. Give me a break. Wow, <laughs> a little sass on that one. <laughs> that is Jeez. well. I knew it was a dumb question too. Well, this is this is not movie dads. Let's move okay. on. This is, that's this a different one. Sean, Sean, let me ask you this: What are you hoping for from the next? Uh, you know, obviously there's some batch updates and some things that Dan talked about. What's the next kind of like theme or event that you want to see happen? Obviously, we've got you know Stamp Day, as Nick mentioned, right? We've had May Day. We've got Wedding Month coming up here. Um, what are you, what are you hoping is going to happen? Like, Ooh, what are you, what are you, wedding day. Woo. Wedding yes. day. Yes. <laughs> I'm legit excited for wedding day. Really? Why? That's, yes. That, I've got a crush. a crush. On one of I've got a, yeah. I've got a crush on, um, on, uh, on, uh, on, uh, Gwen. She's a penguin. She's beautiful. <laughs> I love her. And don't forget the name of your crush. That's never good. You, you stuttered there a little bit too much. Yeah. I I have to remember it because it's a weird name, but then I I just think of no doubt Gwen Stefani, Gwen. That's how I get there. Well, Peng nice. Gwen. Peng- <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Peng Gwen. Oh, wow. Seriously, wow. guys. I'm you not- just blew Dan's mind there. <laughs> See, I just saw the only one who picks up, up right on these puns. The camera. I'm They'll just never an idiot. forget it now. But you'll hear him every uh, time. It's like, it's Peng Gwen. She's going to be so mad at me that I didn't know that. <laughs> Wow, uh, Sean. What's so anyway? Like? <laughs> I'm kind of waiting for the wedding event because I'm hoping that I can marry my wife in Animal Crossing. <laughs> as sad as that might be, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> but um, it's healthier than what I'm doing, <laughs> <laughs> and more legal. <laughs> <laughs> my wife's probably gonna run away from me. Not a second time. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I send my life. wife gifts in Animal Crossing because she's playing too. And like, I always write the message like, Hey, I, I saw this or I got this from a balloon. I was thinking of you. Uh, I love you. You know, try to be sweet. 
she's she's like, yeah, I buried some stuff outside your house. You can go dig it up if you want. <laughs> I I I, I want to come back to Sean here. I had a situation recently where I got the the mix master or a mixer standing mixer, yes. and I was like, my wife like loves mixers. Like she 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 got one, and we like. In Canada, we actually call it green because it's like it's fluorescent green, and she loves it. And then we moved to Ireland, like she's like, I don't need one. And then she she got another one because she just we called it Sir Mix a lot, right? Because she it just like <laughs> she just she just and it, she just it's a tool that she uses, right? And she just does amazing baking. And I saw it, and I was like, I'm gonna gift I'm gonna gift her the standing mixer. And then I'm like, and I literally thought in my head, I'm like, you shouldn't gift your wife an appliance. That is a bad idea. And then I got, right. I got like stuck in this weird like loop of like, or do I, or don't I, or do I, or don't I? And it was just – It's different in a game versus in real life. And it, depend, and it does depend on the on the, the reason. Yeah. Well, like, and then I was going to send her a note like, it, I want cupcakes. Yeah. If like, you bought her a real standing <laughs> mixer, the investment there would be a, would be a real big mistake. It's a oh, big investment. <laughs> but right? you, you yeah. know, Animal Crossing, yeah, whatever. All right. So, you know, with with my wife's, you know, a little off topic here, but my wife's hobbies, uh, I gave her an unconventional gift and she just loved it. It was uh, a drill, a drill press. Nice. <laughs> I remember that. There you go. I thought we were getting into after dark territory here for a second, but no, yeah, no, right. No, There's no, a momentary no, no. pause, right? The, the, no, no, uh, it is know. funny though because the game does do like this weird. Like I was making a park and I butted it right up against the river, and I was like, oh, I shouldn't do that because you know, like that's like liability. Like the kid could like go <laughs> into the river, and I'm like, what? This is a game. This is re- why am I thinking like this? You know, <laughs> <laughs> like it's like like who cares if it's up against the river? It's a game. <laughs> So anyway, so, like I was uh, make a fence there. No, I, I send my wife gifts as well. So um, she's a big fan of hot tubs. We've got one in the garden. Oh, so sure, look in it. the game. Um, so like in the game, I came across, I think I went to Jason's Island and it had a jacuzzi hot pool just sat there. And I was like, <gasps> I need that. So I can send it to the missus. 170,000 nice. bells later, she had a hot tub in, <laughs> in Animal Crossing. But... <laughs> You're, uh, but you're now she, Justin look really bad there, Sean. I mean, so know, he's looking she, at a stand mixer. You're sending hot tubs. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, John. Yeah. Thanks. So, like, when she first started, because I was big into the turnip game, um, I said to her, look, the, the number one thing you're going to need to get started, really, is bells. So I gave her half a million bells to start her off as well. <laughs> so Ooh, I just threw, threw money at it. Holy Dino. Like, you're like, who needs a prenup? Boom. Here's some <laughs> bells. Don't come to me. Don't come to me. I, 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 um, <laughs> I was talking, I was telling my wife, you know, telling her that I, you know, I just got this game two months after it's late, after it's released. So I'm kind of behind the curve. But an advantage of that is I know what mistakes not to make. Thanks, Tim. And, uh, <laughs> and, you know, the people who have, have played it, you know, could, you know, throw me a, a few bells, which is just a drop in the bucket to them. But for me is the most I've seen so far. And you know, compare, you know, she still plays EverQuest, and and I kind of compared it to that. Like, you know, if, if you're just starting, you're a level five warrior running around. Someone drops fifteen platinum at your feet. To them, it's nothing because they've got 150 million in the bank, but you haven't seen a silver yet. So that, that's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. So, Sean, what's your what's the event that you want them to make next? Um, I want. I'd like to see another fishing event because I really enjoyed the first one. But they dropped that first fishing event in the middle of the um, 
bunny day event, which kind of ruined it because you're just pulling eggs all the time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, another fishing event or something. Um, yeah, something bug catching themed because stuff like that, things that can make it almost multiplayer as well. So um, once you get your second nooks cranny, you get the you can buy a timer, which kind of then adds a bit of a multiplayer effect because life can come over to the island and I'll set a timer going to the right. There's a three minute timer who can catch the most bugs, who can catch the most fish. So it's just stuff like that. Something that can be a little bit multiplayer. It should be nice. Something like so I can have somebody over from the discard and we can sort of play a game together. Because so, yeah. I think that's the only aspect this game's missing a little bit off, other than batch crafting and the necessities is it's such an amazing like there's currently seven of us sat in a room. Mm-hmm. We could be playing we could be playing spin the wheel, which Nick's got in the corner, I don't know if uh, yeah. Jesse t- So like there's casino themed games you could be playing and yeah, there's so, yeah, this, just... yeah, there's this kind of weird like like you can build a soccer a soccer field, right? But you can't kick the ball. Yeah. Right? Or or there's no kind of like, you know, if you get the ball in the net, there's no like like you could you could do these entire uh I think little little updates and events that would make it a little bit more dynamic. Right. And a little more engaging as well. Uh, I know for myself, one of the things that I've already quickly discovered, I think, uh, Nick, uh, Dan, you mentioned it, like batch buying, right? When I, you know, as I mentioned before, I, I, I had to do like six transactions to get some flat caps and a, and a jacket. Thanks very much, uh, Able or Sable or whatever it is. But also, like, listen, if I've read, this, if I've heard this dialogue before, let's just like hit skip. There's got to be a plus button to skip this thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, let's like, go. Like, I, I know like what's everything going on. Blather says. Everything Blather says and everything that the that Orville says, right? Like, like let's just make it quick. I want to connect with friends. Let's go. And I agree with Dan. The inter- the online infrastructure is garbage, right? Like how long it took for all of us to get to the island, this island, and then like start our journey. Nothing wrong with that. And then I got disconnected. We had to do it over again, right? Like that's got to be that's got to be a result. And that took fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It's ridiculous. So- an enhancement I'd like to see is when when crafting, if you have a component in storage, it's accessible. Mm. Oh yes, please. Mm-hmm. It, MMOs do that. It's that would be the most amazing. That, it is not a new thing. That's and and we were talking about it in the Discord where uh, someone dropped me a, a golden tool on my island and I asked well, do golden still break and they said yes they do and I'm like it'd be nice if you could like build a, an unbreakable tool and they said well they're worried about people you know making a whole bunch of them and just dropping it off and completely negating the crafting need and I said simple solution make them no drop just like custom yeah, furniture yeah. and you know you saying that about the no break tool reminds me of something I would love to see, and that is, you know, in Breath of the Wild, you know when a tool is about to break because there's a meter. Like, you can see, you know, the, the stability of that decreasing over time. Why can we not have that and, and you're notified, in this game? And there's a visual representation or a notification of one more hit. So, you, at least if you know it's going to hit, you can... Throw the yes. sword and get bonus damage for it instead of the normal strike. That it's just, I thought 
at one point I had two axes, two stone axes, and I thought I was using one exclusively and not the other. So it, either I had bad RNG or I was using them both at the same time, because as soon as one of them broke, I went to the other one, three strikes, it broke two. Hmm. So I don't know if they have a fixed use or if it's just RNG. Was it, was it the upgraded stone axe or the, the first generation? Not the flimsy, but the stone. Hmm. That's one thing I would like to see. Um, I mean, I would like to see everything you guys are talking about. I do think that what we had said prior, Nintendo really sees a way that they want you to live this life and you're not going to be able in real world to skip conversations. And I, I, I somewhat find it frustrating too, but I think that's just their theory of the game or their view of the game. Mm-hmm. But I would, I would really like to be able to just uh, craft a durable tool if I wanted to and not have to craft a flimsy tool and then a durable tool. Uh, that would be, that would be great. I just buy, I buy all the flimsy tools. I don't craft them anymore. My resources are worth more than that. My bells are throwaway. But I will say they put an, an incredible amount of dialogue in this game. So Nintendo's over here saying, no, you're going to read this dialogue. We, we wrote it all and y'all are going to enjoy these stupid jokes and these dang animals. All right. Just like it. Just learn to love it because you're going to read it. We wrote it. Just enjoy it. That's that's what's going on here. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. To, and that is very much that is kind of their style sometimes. Right. Like, yeah. like, and it is to Nick's point as well. It's kind of the experience. Right. Like this is we designed this way. This is your experience is what you're going to get of it. So, yeah. Um, let me ask you this then, kind of as, as our resident dad crossing fans. Fiscals came in. Animal Crossing sold a lot, did very, very well, right? It definitely kind of cemented uh, Nintendo or Animal Crossing kind of up in that area. What is that? What is you know? Does that kind of give you hope as a as a fan? Does it like what is it? What does it mean for you? And I guess what does it mean for the podcast? What does it mean for your community? How does it keep going? I don't think we're going to get anything. Sorry, Sean. I don't think we're going to get anything like additional other than what they've already planned as far as paid dlc in the future seasonal events that kind of thing they only have ever given us one mainline animal crossing game per generation except for on wii u when we got a mario party clone that was horrible yeah um so so i don't know um yeah i don't know that that they need to do anything else crazy just because they sold a lot i think that we are going to kind of stay the course um, I'm actually really excited to see what paid DLC looks like Oof. on this game. It'll be the first time that it's ever happened. And like, what, what am I going to pay actual money for in this game? Am I going to be able to make my island bigger? Mm-hmm. Am I going to be able to buy Nintendo themed outfits? You know, that's kind of where my head goes when I think about DLC. Um, honestly, like maybe I'm buying different kinds of mystery tours. I don't know. That's that Very that cool. that's what I'm really excited about for the future. There's a conversation in the chat going on. I have a really good suggestion I like. So I, I see several people have backpacks of varying sizes. Yeah. You know, backpacks should increase your storage capacity your pockets, and a larger backpack should increase it more. Oh. Sure. That's, that's interesting. 
That would make sense. But again, check out my backpack. You gotta gotta go buy your extra storage out with Nook Miles at the ABD. Yeah, Yeah, but if you, that sounds great. But if you really like that messenger bag and it's that's the small bag, then to wear the messenger bag, you lose storage space. And uh, you would also have a whole bunch of community members just totally revolt against that because they, they, you know, they like their specific look. And if they had a decreased storage to get that look, they wouldn't be, they wouldn't be a fan. There's a similar solution that MMOs do for that as well. You can have the functionality of a specific item you have, but the look of a different one. One thing I would like to see too, without getting too into the weeds on this, is the um, the the terraforming is tedious. Yep. And I would really love to see, like, if I want to get point A and hold down the A button and drag to point B, when I'm done and I let go of the A button, my character just follows that path I drew and terraforms everything that way. Be great for making paths. Be great for, you know, making, doing rivers and things like that. Take that room editor outside. That's what that would be great. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. There was a video that was out last week. I forget who made it, but it was, it was in the format of a, of a fake Nintendo Direct that lists a whole bunch of quality of life improvements to the game. And I think every single item we've mentioned, including what Marty just said, was <laughs> mentioned in that video. Ooh, nice. So, so uh, my word about the about how much we're selling, my or how much it's sold. I guess my only concern about that is, and I brought this up on the podcast, is that if Nintendo gets to a point to where they, you know, they do like cash, we know that, um, they could find it worth their while to bring back Amiibo Festival on Ooh. the Switch. And I obviously don't want that. I know Dan thinks that's not. They need happen. to listen if they're going to listen. That doesn't. If happen, they're going to bring back Amiibo Festival, they need to balance the game so that it's not like everybody's not the same character all the time, and they need to make it fun. Put some mini games or something that people actually want to do. Just, no, I I'm, totally. I don't think they need to have it at all. I'm just saying that's my worry. If an you know, Nintendo likes money. We've that's said on on our podcast and yours all, all a ton. And with that with that user base now, uh, making a game like Amiibo Festival uh, for people who don't really know what it is, there would be money to be made there. I'm sure. So I hope they don't do it. I hope they have. Uh, I hope this has elevated the franchise enough to to make them take more care of it, like they do with Mario and Zelda. Um, but that that would be my one concern about the amount of units that is sold. What if you were talking about possible future paid DLC? What if an Amiibo Festival-like game was part of just paid DLC to this game? Because first, who will buy that game and not buy, have the main game? Probably no one. And second, it'll save resources because they can just reuse the same assets. They don't have to have a separate copy of the assets in a different file. I'd have no problem with that going back to what Dan said then, though, as long and as third, it it's optional. Better. If you don't want it, you yeah. don't have to buy it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think that's great. That would also that that would also um, take care of something we were talking about. Seven of us in a room, not a whole lot to do, right? Uh, it's great that we're all here. It's fun. But when, if we're not podcasting, 
there's not a whole lot for us to do. And that could, that could help that out as long as, yeah, they definitely need to do, make it a better quality game than what Amiibo Fest was. But I, I actually really like that idea as long as they took care in the, in the game. I like that. I mean, they pretty much incorporated what Happy Home Designer gave us, which is like a very robust interior decorating system. Mm-hmm. And they, they just patched it right in. I mean, it's very similar to what you get in Happy Home Designer. So, so throwing, throw, you know, I'll pay for some mini games. Yeah. I'll pay, I'll, I will plop down some real life money for some Animal Crossing mini games and my friends can play with me. Yeah, um, for me, the amount of figures that is sold just takes it away from it being a niche game that only a select amount of people would like to play. It's kind of gone a bit more mainstream, which for me means that Nintendo needs to take care of it more. Didn't um, it already outsell every other Animal Crossing game? In yeah, Japan, in it was reported this week that Animal Crossing is now the number one selling Nintendo Switch of all time in that country. Ha! Wow. Nice. But yeah, in, 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 in six weeks, Animal Crossing worldwide sold more than any other Animal Crossing in their lifetimes. Yeah. So, so- hopefully they'll take care of it and listen to the community and what people are wanting from the game. So they'll make the changes. Yeah. We'll never know the, sorry, Sean, we'll never know the exact number, but you know, I hear a lot on Twitter and another podcast that I listen to of people saying, well, you know, the only reason it's doing this is because of COVID. They wouldn't have done this if it wasn't for COVID. And I disagree with that. Like it would not have sold what it sold. So I, I, I want to make that clear. I understand that. But the Animal Crossing on the Switch was primed to do very, very well. The install base hadn't, uh, much of the install base hadn't seen Animal Crossing because there wasn't a mainline game on the Wii U. And that, the number would have been up. I know Dan and I go back and forth on whether it's half or a little bit more than half or where <laughs> it would fall. I think, I think you would have seen probably 75% of the sales that you currently yeah. got. If it I, I wasn't. think they would have gotten the 11 million in its lifetime, yeah. not the first six weeks, if it wasn't for COVID. Oh, I think you would have passed 11 million, even without COVID. I think you would have, but but you would so, not have sold how it sold. For sure. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out here, and it's a pr- bit of a prediction, but I think that barring some crazy switch shortage thing that continues to happen that Nintendo is going to do a Nintendo Switch Lite bundle with this game for Black Friday. Yeah, give us a give us a themed Switch Lite. They're going to do the themed Switch Lite yes. with Animal Crossing because it's done such huge numbers. They need to push it and they need to push the light for Christmas. And that'll this, push This is what's going to do. This, the game numbers up as well because those those bundled counts count yeah. yeah which is why we sports is the number one selling game with 85 million because it, other than japan it came free with every switch every we, we sold yeah i really believe that some I, I think that sooner than later it may not be black friday but let, let's just say sooner than later we're going to see an animal crossing theme switch uh light with this game as a bundle I agree with you only because as a man who has bought two copies of Animal Crossing and the Animal Crossing Switch itself, 
I would plunk down more money and buy a Switch Lite Animal Crossing theme. Sure you would. You know you would. Yep. And, you know, speaking of the the Animal Crossing Switch, my um, D-brand not Animal Crossing conversion kit is arriving on Saturday. Nice. Uh, to as someone as someone who has who has no use for a switch light, probably wouldn't even use it because I I play my switch docked all the time. I would buy it. I would buy one. See, they would get there. Me. You go. If they made it look like that, uh, the new 3ds that they released a few years ago with like the it was white colored with the the symbols. It was very subtle Animal Crossing theme. Uh, I think that would it would go over really well. Guys, how about we do this? Let's let's remind you of a couple of quick things. Um, speaking of Animal Crossing, the 13th Maximus Cup begins today. It's actually begins at uh, 2.59 a.m. Um, or I'm sorry, 3 a.m. Eastern today. Uh, and it runs until 2.59 a.m. Tuesday morning. And guess what? It's Animal Crossing themed, and it's actually a really well done theme uh, this time. I thought that I honestly, and this is just my thoughts. I thought the ring fit theme was kind of annoying. Um, just the sound effects and the way they used them, I didn't. Yeah, I wasn't too like. happy with that one. Uh, but this one looks really good by the early footage. I'm really excited for it, and so be hopping into Tetris 99 this weekend to get that theme. And also, uh, this week, just, just a, a passing thing here, uh, I wanted to mention the Unreal 5 engine was revealed. Um, and it was said at one point that it would be able to be used for Nintendo Switch. Uh, what that means and how far that looks and how far that goes, I don't know because it is pushing more toward, um, well, did they Next specifically say? Consoles. Because everything I've heard, you know, I th- thought they did. I well, thought the, I read something all of the marketing materials says supports current and next gen systems. And then the article on on the Unreal website that has you know tags. They say Xbox Series X. They say PlayStation Five. Nothing Nintendo. Hmm. So I, what is it? Unreal's so doing Jeff what Keighley. they did with Unreal Three and the Wii U and pretending it doesn't exist. The Jeff yeah, Keighley uh, interview, they did call, they didn't call out the switch. They, it almost seems like they were avoiding it, <laughs> but right. they did say the same thing with current generation, next generation. And, and, uh, was it Tim Sweeney, uh, mentioned specifically that be, the reason why it would work on current gen all the way to, uh, you know, next gen is because they're going to have elements in it. That will be able to do the things that we've seen now where you can turn down certain things. So it would work on a current generation console or device and then turn it all the way up. Well, for even Unreal 4 those, has a gap between the what you can do on a Switch versus what you can do on a PlayStation 4. And I understand that. I'm not arguing that and I'm not upset at that. I would, but because they're already Unreal 4 already has the gap. Five is just going to increase the gap more if if it's even supported at all. Which again, they haven't said either way. If it's not going right, to be supported, right. say so, and I'm I'm fine, and I'll shut up. But tell us something about that. Don't just pretend Nintendo doesn't exist. 
Right. Um, yeah, because they were specifically be, calling be. out Sony and Microsoft and all that stuff, but there was never a mention Nintendo. They were it's like almost they were afraid to say Nintendo. <laughs> I think it's in development. I think that it's something they're gonna patch in. They patched in Unreal 4. So, you know, I mean that's why they can't say anything, because it's like, well, we can't say no, but we also can't confirm anything, so we'll just leave it out for now. Right. I, okay, that I can understand. Yeah, you know, it, it's the we have nothing to say, so we're not saying anything. <laughs> but still, it's it's frustrating. Though uh, I they think they can't this is... ignore they can't ignore Nintendo. It's a fifty million selling console, right? And, and something I saw on the, I think it was on the Megadad's Twitter yesterday. No, it was this morning because it's so. You know, Unreal Five was released, showing this demo that has a, a trillion polygons animated smoothly and then nintendo this morning has a video the first thing you see is a low poly origami peach I'm like nintendo's response to unreal <laughs> yeah i saw that too it was pretty funny so i was amused uh, by that good stuff uh well guys let's talk about uh what we've been playing shall we <laughs> sure <laughs> Sean and Nick and Dan, it is Nintendo Dad's tradition to let our guests go first. Although I'm not really sure this time if you're our guests or we're your guests. It's kind of confusing. Uh, but we'll start with you. How about that? So uh, you guys, what have you been playing? Take it, Dan. I'll take it. Um, I, well, since it's Thursday, Marty, I think we're your guests. That's yep. what I'm going to I'm going to go by. The day of the week is the only real way to tell. Um, so uh, if you you know if you're listening to the audio version, you can't see me, but behind me is the con- the construction that I'm doing in my my garage, which is where I would come to play my video games. And so I haven't really been playing all that much besides Animal Crossing, and you already heard me talk about that at length. Um, so I that that's. Really, that's it for me. I'll let, I'll keep, let it, you guys keep it short this evening and not blabble on anymore. Yeah, I'm the same. Um, obviously, a lot of Animal Crossing, which we've covered. Um, the other thing I've been playing, and it's not on the Nintendo, it's been on the Xbox with a couple of my friends, is Human Fall Flat. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've seen that, but mm-hmm. that's become quite a hilarious little game to play. Yeah, it, my son has it on the Switch, and he loves my it. My son has it too, yep. So, but yeah, it was one of them where I didn't know if I was going to enjoy it. And because I've got the Game Pass on the Xbox, um, I got it on there. But knowing that I can get it on the Switch, I'd probably pay for it because I think it'd be quite a cool um, multiplayer sat down together kind of game with the wife or with the daughter. But yeah, that's that's basically it. Between homeschooling, Animal Crossing, and going to work for all of 20 minutes to get sent home because of social distancing. I've not really been playing it right a lot. <laughs> so. I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. A lot. But I also <laughs> have been playing something else, which I believe, and Justin, maybe you can help me. Can I speak about the other thing? I believe I can. Uh, yes, you can. Yep. Okay, I thought I could. Um, I have put a few hours into Munch's Odyssey, which will make somebody here happy to know. Um, ah. And, and uh, we will have a Let's Play that up probably pretty soon because it's in the, it's in the box, just so you know. 
Um, and uh, that is like a, it's based in the odd world uh, environment, which I did Stranger's Wrath, not, or I reviewed Stranger's Wrath about three months ago. And that game has one of the best story plot twists at the end that I, it's probably like in the top five of story plot twists at the very end. Great game. This one, on the other hand, this is a 2001 port from, it actually, it released with the OG Xbox as an exclusive when the, when the X, so it, it's, it's definitely an older game. And it shows it. It kind of reminds me of like a Pikmin set in a uh, like a dingier, more more dirty, less colorful uh, environment uh, where you these guys follow you around and you need them to fo- to solve environmental puzzles. And that's and that that's great. And it was it's fun in parts, but its age is is it's difficult to play at times. And then also when you get to the price point of a, on a sale price of twenty dollars. When you find out that you can pick it up on iOS or Android for three, uh, that makes it that makes it a little tough to swallow, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, but there is a let's play of it, and it's not it's you know so just yeah, there's a let's play on there, and you can get a you'll get a feel for it coming up probably either tomorrow or the next day. Um, well, it is tomorrow, so today or or tomorrow um, of that game, and uh, yeah, so those are my two games. And, and I want to take a quick pause here. And I know, obviously, Nick, you know, we, we kind of jabbed uh, or some barbs at each other for, for that as well. I do want to say this publicly as well, just so people get some credit here. Uh, Nick, when the, when the PR team actually reached out to me about Odyssey, they specifically referenced your review during okay. the PR re- reference. And they said, we really enjoyed the work that you did. We thought you did such a great job. We want to make sure that you, you have a copy of this to cover again for the new one. So kudos to you, sir. I know you guys... There's a huge, you know, there's a community. No of you pressure, guys. Nick. Yeah, no there's, pressure. A, there's a, well, nobody, I'm not, I don't mean to be doing that, but what I'm saying is there's a, there's a group of content creators that do work for us uh, to put these, you know, get these codes, get these reviews, these let's plays, these, these games out. Um, and sometimes you guys don't see the credit that I see on the backside of it from PR companies. Uh, but I just want to make sure that you publicly were aware of that. And just kudos to you and all the other content creators who literally I send like a list of five codes or five trailers. And I'm like, which one would you like? Uh, and you guys, you know, are squeezing it in between everything else. Uh, so thank you so much for that. Appreciate it. Awesome. Marty, what awesome. are you playing? <laughs> well, you know, here's the deal. Uh, I had to, uh, I don't know why I did this, but uh, I guess it was because my son, he'll get my Switch and he'll go back and he'll play uh, games that I haven't played in a while. And so I noticed in doing that, that he had triggered a few updates on games. So I thought, you know what I'll do? I'll go through and I'll see all the games that I need updates for. Uh, and as I did that, at one time I had 51 games on my Switch needed an update. Uh, and, you know, to, to add an addendum to what we were talking about earlier with online services, if there was just a way that I could get an online notification that a game had an update, that would be fantastic. Because there were some games that I had that I had no clue had updated and because I hadn't played them in months. And it was very piddly, small little updates, but why can we not get that? Or just update automatically when you connect to Wi-Fi. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Don't wait for me to launch the game. Like By that time, I'm in the I want to play this game mode. I don't want to wait. Yeah, I think right. if it's a recently played game, it will auto update. I, well, but, yeah, but, but like, like what I said 
few weeks ago when I, you know, I had Picross S4, it didn't see that I had an SNS2 save state because they weren't up to date. I had to update them and then launch it to update the version of the save file. Then S4 saw them. Yeah. Yeah. It's really frustrating, and I think I jumped on yeah, on this with you on Discord when like I don't play Overcooked all that awesome, but I'm like, oh guys, you got to see this game. It's great. Let's sit down mm-hmm. and oh okay, all right. Well let's let's sit here and watch this for a little bit. But this game is fun. Just let's wait. Yep. So yeah, that's you know. Yeah. So in doing all that, I ended up playing falling down a rabbit hole of playing two games that I have not picked up in a while. One of them. It won't surprise you. And one of them you'll be very surprised about. The first one is Pixel Lines DX, uh, which is a game that Jesse and I have enjoyed in the past. Uh, it's not a Picross game. Uh, it is a puzzle game, though, where you snake a line so many spaces in a design so that it fills in parts of a puzzle. And if you do it correctly and you do all of the you, you go like there's a circle that says 12 and a circle that says 12. You got to figure out how to bend that line to make it fill in the right part of the puzzle. So everything I, else fits. I never in did line. finish that game. Well, I finished the story and now I'm working on the puzzle mode. And it's been great because for me, it's one of those games I can drop into and drop out of really quickly. And it makes it, it it's, it's, it's calming to me. The other game that I have fallen back into and that I cannot stop playing right now is Enter the Gungeon. I can't stop (laughs) playing Enter the Gungeon. I'm still finding new guns. I'm still unlocking new, like, buffs. I'm still, like, the other day I got farther than I ever have, had brand new loadouts and all kinds of stuff, and it was just, it was awesome. And I've really, really enjoyed getting back into that game uh, because at this point, I don't. I'm not. I'm not that great at. Like I haven't beaten any of the, the like characters past or anything. But it's a game that I can play on autopilot, and I feel like, like there's parts of it that make me feel powerful, and it's just a lot of fun. Soundtrack's great. I, again, I'm saying all this because if you don't have Enter the Gungeon, what the crap, man. Buy Enter the Gungeon. Um, skip Exit the Gungeon. Sorry. I Skip it. It's not great. Um, but Enter the Gungeon has captured my attention. And Animal Crossing. That's literally it. Those three games. And Animal Crossing is just kind of doing the dailies, as you guys mentioned earlier. Like trying to get in, get the Nook Miles, fish a little bit, see what's in the shop. Hopefully I can sell my turnips. There you go. Low-impact gaming for me this week. Justin, what are you playing? Uh, I've got two games that I can uh, talk about briefly. Yes. Uh, the first one is I've been playing uh, Cannibal Cuisine. Now, this comes out next week. Um, we'll put up a, a Let's Play of it. But it is, you know, again, Nick, if you're a fan of Overcooked, you might want to check this one out. Uh, Cannibal Cuisine. Uh, same kind of premise, but as opposed to like, hey, we're cooking up a meal and a taco and serving it. You are islanders and tourists show up on your island and all of the food that you cook requires meat. So you cannibalize the tourists and you have to take that 
meat and cook that meat and give it to the god, which is kind of very interesting and grim. But then there's like puddles of blood everywhere. So maybe not great for families. Um, I played with my my nine and 11 year old and uh, we had, you know, as you do, you delegate. I'm like, okay, I'm going to run the food. Again, we're using our mindset of like how we cooperatively work. And again, like I will run the food. You will cook the food, like cook the recipes. And then I was like, uh, my youngest daughter's like, and I will stand here and I will kill the tourists. And I was like, <laughs> with, with that right. description, I would have expected it to be rated M, but it's a T. It's, it's, it's a T and check it, it out on the eShop. And like, it's you, just very, very art styley animated. Yeah. You have this ax and literally as these tourists kind of like walk in and they've got glasses and cameras and it's just like chop, chop, chop. And then there's like pieces of meat that fall on the ground and you got to take that meat. And then what's also happening is like as you're fighting the tourists, the tourists are fighting you, so you could lose some of your life, and then you, you, know need, to, you need to refill your life. And the best way to heal your life is to eat the tourists. So now you're eating their meat and you're refilling it. And then the other part is that you get these like these like boosts and abilities. So like one like you can change, you can you can um, adapt and change your abilities. So like one of them is like you're you you run super super fast. The other one is like you blow fire. So there's this kind of like customization that you can do at the levels. So there's a lot of like kind of teamwork and collaboration and strategizing. Uh, again, if you're an overcooked fan, and I know last week I came with you guys, uh, to you guys with moving out, which I also believe is absolutely fantastic. But again, if you're into couch co-op chaos, whatever you want to call it, um, uh, moving out is definitely the first one I'd, I'd recommend. But then check out this one. Check out uh, Cannibal Cuisine, um, and it may uh, may interest you. The other game that I've been playing. Uh, Coming to Switch next week, but is out on uh, iOS and other platforms currently, is What the Golf? And it, yes. is, a, uh, it is a golf game uh, that is not a golf game. And uh, it is absolute chaos and fun, and we're going to put a Let's Play up as well. But you should definitely check this out. In, in this version, the Nintendo Switch version, they have actually added two-player support, uh, local uh, couch support. And so I think it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I've been I've been playing it and having a blast with it, and uh, I think you should definitely check it out. We're gonna have more coverage next week on what the golf. And as a matter of fact, we've actually got an exclusive interview coming out, or, or an interview coming out early next week, where I sat down with a member of the team to talk about the development of what the golf as well, and talk about their time working with Nintendo uh, and their develop and design kind of methodology they go through. So it's a really fascinating uh, opportunity as well. So that again, the game is what the golf. It's coming out next week on Thursday, currently available on iOS and those other things. But hit the Nintendo Switch with local co-op, couch play, couch chaos, and it's going to be a lot of fun to play with the kids as well. So I'd recommend two games for you to check out. Timothy! What you been playing? Oh, sorry. I'm running around here with the guys, you know, in the, in the studio. <laughs> yeah, I was doing that before I got stopped. Uh, so after our show... Uh, last week, uh, Justin was like, Hey, you finished up a round of games here. Have another one. So I got to do <laughs> Kingdom Two like Crowns. A here. <laughs> no, it was, it was pretty cool. So I got to play uh, Kingdom Two Crowns, which is a, got a video up on that. I did a stream and then took some of the couple of the uh, highlights from that and put it in on YouTube. So you guys can watch that there. It's basically a, um, um what do they call that a strategy it's a strategy game uh uses resource management type game where you uh and it's 2d too it's not like uh 
you know, Starcraft or Age of Empires type of thing, but it's resource management like those games where you can go in and start building up your castle walls to protect the uh, kingdom you're trying to build. Uh, you throw some money at some peasants to make them followers and stuff, and then they then turn them into archers or builders or whatever. So it, it's intriguing. And the reason why we got this game, because actually it's been out for a while, but recently they launched a DLC uh, linked to uh, uh, what is it? Blood? Blood uh, Dead Cell. No, no, bloodstained, bloodstained, bloodstained. Yes, I'm looking right at it, and I can't even read the doggone box. <laughs> bloodstained. Yeah, so it's linked to that. They actually had DLC where you can use some of the monarchs from that game uh, to start your line of uh, king- your kingdom line, essentially, uh, which was really cool. And I, di- I didn't get to get that far into the video or in that in my let's play, but um, where I used one of those characters, I just used the the character that the game comes with, but. If I hadn't gotten this code, I wouldn't have known of this type of game. And I, I used to play those resource management type games like StarCraft and Age of Empires and all that kind of stuff when, uh, back in the day on my PC. But I missed those type of things. And this is pretty simple. And there's still some strategy, though, behind it that I'm learning more and more as I play it. So it was pretty cool. Uh, but so after I was done playing that, I went back to playing some Fortnite with my kid. Uh, but not as much as before with the hundred levels or any of that. It was just mainly just goofing around there. I went back to playing Asphalt Nine, um, the racing game. I, I again, I can't speak highly enough of it. It's really fun racing game. Uh, but I will warn anybody: it is a free to play game. Which, if you're anybody who plays free to game, free to play games and you get into that type of stuff and you want to buy those decks or whatever be aware of that that you will spend some money in this game if uh if you if you're into it uh also catching up on castlevania collection which i'll talk about more tomorrow night on the uh dinner table show which we'll be recording tomorrow night got some guests coming over on that that's going to be covered we're going to cover the retro rewind we've been playing for the last month which is uh super castlevania 4 uh, which is I've been playing and I have made it to the to Dracula and that's all I'm about to say right now because <laughs> the rest nice. of it will be on that on that show. Um, Animal Crossing, of course, uh, but I did also download Blades, um, Elder Scroll, Elder Scrolls Blades. That's free actually, to play, right? Yeah, it is free to play. But I actually bought the starter pack. Um, I had some coins sitting around. I figured I would put towards it. So. It cost me less than ten bucks to all together um, to to get the starter pack, and I actually started fresh because I actually did play this on my mobile phone for when they first announced it, and brought it out there. Uh, but I just started restarted, started fresh, playing on the Switch, and so far it's it's a to me it's a um, a simplified Skyrim essentially, and uh, which which is cool. Uh, which game is this again? I missed it. Elder, like, uh, Elder Scrolls, no Elder uh, Blades. Okay. Uh, yeah, Elder, Elder Scrolls Blades. Um, so it's it, so far I've only got about an hour or two into it. Um, controls been fine, um, pretty cool, and it even has the ability to do it. Um, it looks like uh, you know waving it around or whatever. So <laughs> waggle, yeah, doing the waggle thing. So, but I've been playing it, you know handheld mode so it's been a lot of fun and i'll probably have more to talk about that next week as i play around with that some more 
Awesome. Thanks, that's, that, that's what I've been playing. Jesse. Actually, sorry, just before we go to Jesse. Hey, Nick Metzger. Uh, there's a question in our chat, uh, from, uh, on the Twitch side, which says, where can I get the Nintendo dads or dad crossing t-shirt design? Would you be able to, you guys have, that's a design that we can kind of tweet out. Correct. Yeah. The, so it all is different stuff, but the, like the t-shirts behind us, um, those I have, those are all stuff that I've created. So I can give you my creator code to get, uh, maybe we can tweet that out or something. Okay. That's a good. That's a good uh, Drew Drew statement right there. Is tweet that out. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Yeah, because I think there's definitely interest in the t-shirts you guys have built, and then also um, any looks like yeah, any other t-shirts, digital ones. So it looks like there's some people who are interested in it as well. It's great. Uh, Jesse, I'm sorry, I cut you off, but I assume the only thing you're going to say is uh, pick cross uh, and Animal Crossing. <laughs> well, I did. Uh... Uh, bleh, I can talk. So I finished up Arcade Spirits. I finished the the one route that I started two weeks ago, and then I played through a second time pick, picking a different route. Um, the thing I liked about this is, you know, in addition to just picking out which person you want to spend more time with, you also pick a personality trait, and you, based on your answers, one of four or five different traits can go up. And certain... Certain characters like certain traits more. So, like, the, the first one, I kind of picked, like, the nerdy girl next door, like. So I had a, a kind personality. The second time through, I picked one who was more, like, the hardcore gamer who was really loudmouth, direct. So I went with a gutsy, direct type of personality that kind of mirrored hers. And when it get to the end game while the story still plays out the same either way, because I had a different personality type the second time through, the path I got to get to the end was a little bit different. So, again, there's a, to do that with all the play, with all the characters in the game and all the different personality types, there's several ways to go and different combinations to go to get some extra play. play if you're interested in trying to unlock all the endings. I think after the two wait, two times through, I think I'm, pr I'm pretty much done with it. I did try Super Mash, thanks to what uh, Marty said last week. I got to a point when I was trying to make a long ad adventure game to fill one of the, the tasks. So I said, mer and I've always done, you know, like if, like merge the same genre twice, and I haven't had a problem with it. But the first time I tried it, that and say I wanted a long game, it sat there for 10 minutes crunching away. And I finally said, abandon. Yeah. Heart. So I don't know if it's soft locked or if it actually was thinking that long on whatever it was trying to think on. But I, <laughs> since then, I haven't gone and back see, to See, I've it never yet. had that happen at all. So I have no clue what happened there. I'm going with soft lock. That's likely. Okay, and then I did, as you said, I did play more of Picross S4. Uh, what I, as I've been playing, <clears throat> playing the last puzzle in each category, I've been recording myself and putting these up as, as videos, one per day on my individual channel. I think I, the last video currently scheduled will go up to Friday night, and I still have three puzzles to go. So if I get around to recording those, at least one of them tomorrow, to 
queue that up. So once I get the three puzzles left, then I'll 100% that game. And then I talked about Animal Crossing already. And then I already have, you know, I bought one game that came out today and then a game that comes out tomorrow I pre-purchased. It was like 16, 69 cents. I'll probably talk play those this weekend and I'll talk, talk about them next week. Great. Awesome. Awesome. Well, guys, that has been episode 280 of Nintendo Dads. Uh, we want to say a huge, huge thanks to the Dad Crossing guys, Dan Caparello, Sean Abbott, and Nick Metzger for joining us on the show tonight and allowing us to use this beautiful podcast studio uh, in the basement of one of their houses. Uh, as all good podcast studios are. Uh, guys, why don't you tell us, uh, for all of our listeners, where they can find you, uh, when your next show is going to come out, how they can interact with you, all that good stuff. Yeah, you can find us. Uh, everything is Dad Crossing. Um, you can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. We also have a YouTube channel. Um, and our next podcast is Wednesday. So we're really excited. And I just want to say thank you to you guys. Um, I mean, it was a few years ago that I started as a, as a patron just for me personally. And to be here is just uh, an awesome, an awesome dream come true. And it just, it's just a lot of fun, a lot of fun to podcast with you guys. So thanks for the opportunity. And uh, thanks for all you guys have done to make this community. Ah, well, thank you guys. And um, I, I just love, and I've said this again at the top of the show when we talked about Patreon, I love the community that we uh, all have been able to work on and build uh, through this podcast and through the other shows that are springing up. Uh, Tim, why don't you tell us on that note about the dinner table? Uh, Cause it's coming up really soon. Yep. Uh, tomorrow night we'll be recording. So a lot of the Patreons are invited to the, to RSVP. I send it out, you know, in discord. I even sent it out on Facebook and Twitter, uh, the link to our Patreon announcement that hey, if you want to be on the dinner table show, it's basically, a place for all our Patreons to come chat about uh, topics that I bring up uh, and uh, center around dinner, essentially, you know, the main dish, which is uh, tomorrow's main dish is going to be about uh, something that I can't remember at the top of my mind right now, <laughs> but we'll be talking about it. And uh, it's um, we, you know, we have an appetizer, which is basically some brief, uh, maybe a hot topic or something. Uh, we talk about the main dish, um, which is, uh, I remember now it's, um, basically, uh, where does gaming go from here now? Where, especially Nintendo, where does it go from here with, the uh, with the, with the, um, hybrid consoles or Nintendo's hybrid console, uh, and cloud gaming and just things of that nature. Where do we go from here? So that's the main topic of it or our main dish. And then, uh, we have the retro rewind, which we talk about, um, which, is now becoming the appetizer. Essentially, we talk about that. What we, if we've been playing, what we think about it, and then uh, during the dessert portion, we talk about what the next game should be um, for the next thirty days between to the next show. So that's what we'll be do- recording tomorrow night, and then hopefully get it out immediately after that uh, over the weekend, so all awesome. the listeners can listen. So, and uh, your your main dish about where does gaming go next uh, is very relevant with this Unreal 5 news. Uh, and hopefully there may be some more stuff you can dig up before that. But uh, you guys hop over and listen to the dinner table. Be sure to check out Dad Crossing as well, as well as Dad's After Dark. Uh, again, 
Thank you for hanging out here for episode 280. We want to say a huge thanks to our Patreon producers. That's Chris Mears, Dave Ernsberger, Sean Abbott, and Antonio Contronio. And uh, we want to thank you guys for backing at that level. But also we want to let you know you can head over to our website. That's nintendodads.org. Find all of our YouTube videos, tweets, podcast episodes, uh, Patreon page, Dads merch, all kinds of great stuff. And we should see some brand new t-shirts coming up here very soon as we're going to be winding down the 2020 t-shirt contest uh, in the next little bit. You can email us at nintendodads at gmail.com. Call in and leave a voicemail at 929-25-NDADS. That's 929-256-3237. And we want to say a big thanks to OC Remix for the music used throughout the show and remind you to download us and listen on your podcast app of choice. But please, please go in and hit us up with that five-star review and some kind written words. It helps people find the show and get into the community a little bit better. So for me, for Tim, for Justin, for Jesse, for Nick, for Sean, for Dan, this has been episode 280 of Nintendo Dads. Y'all have a great time. Bye-bye. Happy birthday, Marty. Happy Happy birthday, birthday, Marty. Happy birthday. Thank you for listening to Nintendo Dads. Wobble Puffet? Wobble Buffet?